Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I think he has to get it out of his system. I don't think that, and unless you can deal with that happening at the same time as you guys being in a relationship, I just don't think it's going to work. Mark, can we hit the break up button? <laughs> All right. Jesus. I'm hitting it right now. Ready? Mm-hmm. Break up. There it is. Break up. Break up. Hello. Welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo, also known as the Icebreaker. Hi. I'm Steve Green. Um, we are going to go through some questions that you have submitted uh, for us via our email podcast at Nikki.Limo if you would like to ask us anything. Um, we get a lot of people asking, should we break up? And our answer is, is yes, most definitely yes. Yes. But maybe no if we see something that could be solved. But that's your here. primer. That's just a primer. It's just you. like take it as a no until it's a yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm just going to jump right into it. How to help is the title of this one. Okay. Also, I don't pre-read these, so. So here we go. How to help, what you got. Hey, Iceman and Icebreaker, love the vibe and the show and always love the advice slash wisdom you have. Oh my God, we love you. Um, so this really isn't for me, but I have a close friend who I've known since middle school and we are in our mid twenties now. I usually don't go bothering into other people's lives and careers, but I really think at this point, my friend needs help. Out of high school, he went to community community college, struggled in school, and then dropped out. He's been working dead-end minimum wage jobs since then up until now. He used to live with his single mother, but she recently passed away, and now he is basically left to the world to fend for himself without an education, sustaining job, or skills, and I would guess that there is some level of depression in him. Right now, he's working a minimum wage job at a boba shop and is currently living in my parents' house that my mom graciously offered for cheap rent, but I don't think this will work long-term. He's a great friend in person and I love him like a brother, but I don't know what else I can do to help. I've talked to him and he's willing to work and build up his life from here as he feels like rock bottom, as this feels like rock bottom to him, but clueless on how to start or where to go. I think school is out of the picture for him because of how expensive it would be. So my question is, what kind of sustainable work can someone get into and build up without any prior skills or degree? Love you guys and hope you're doing well in in this crazy world we're in right now. Thank you. Um, Trade skills? Yes. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yes. For someone? Yeah. 
Your brother is a plumber, yeah. and he didn't know shit about plumbing. He just he just kind of became yeah. an apprentice to a plumber. And now he knows a lot about plumbing. And they make a fuck ton, dude. That's true. Electricians, I think, on average, make like eighty thousand a year. And I think, and that like I think that's just a like you go to trade school or like learn a trade, or you can um can learn a lot there's online courses for a lot of things too Mm -hmm. i think the best thing to do though and this is maybe me talking out of my ass but this is how i learn things is i learn as much as i can online first before starting something and then go to the proper school or become an apprentice or like yeah you can um, google like how do i become for example like an hvac air air conditioner yeah repairman which is very profitable industry, like, especially if you're in a hot area. Fuck yeah, like dude! The Valley of California. Yeah, hello. hello. So yeah, I mean, th- I mean, those cats, I'm, like, they do a house call. Sometimes you make a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and like you're like for just your labor, like a twenty minute house call. Yeah. So yeah. come on, man. So there's a lot of money in that. And in fact, some of these guys too, trades guys. The reason why it's so hard to get a fucking plumber sometimes is because they already maybe made their money the first three days of the week and they're like taking the rest of the week off and shit. Yeah, there's a high demand. And your bro doesn't um, deal as much with the poo-poo as I thought he did. He does not. Yeah, he he continuously, because we try to roast him all the time, we're all like, the time. Uh, you deal with people's poo-poo. Shit. Sh- sh- you, 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 you a poo-poo repairman? <laughs> He's yeah. like, actually, I work in commercial plumbing, and usually it's just setting up the pipes and stuff. <laughs> and so we're like, well, we don't need Damn. all your arguments, your counter arguments, okay? Yeah. He so. told me to replace the valve in my shower, though, and then that's what my plumber told me, too. So See? he does know some some things about plumbing. Roasted. <laughs> See, it's not that fun to roast somebody who knows what they're talking about. No, it really isn't. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that. The, oh, an app development. I think yeah, you, you know you can learn how to how to do how to do coding. Coding is sick. All that stuff. Very um, profitable. There's a lot that you can learn on your own, and then if you need to get certified for something, like then take the the courses. But you kind of have a good idea if that's something that you're interested in. Dude, Amazon is hiring right now, big time. Yeah. I mean, I so is Postmates and, and FedEx and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at uh, how much Postmates are making, and they make up to like four thousand, five thousand a month. Yeah, dude. some of them sick, sick. Money. And they get to work like flexible to what their schedule is and stuff. So that's also something to consider, like while you're trying to find out what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot, there's a lot out there, especially in the trade world. And I think that trades are in high demand and low supply, so yep. you're gonna have a job. Yeah. People's shit is getting fucked up all the time, dude. Trust me. When my AC went out the other day and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Same shit. It's very hard to live during the summer in a hot Once place. a year, man. Because, yeah, we have to run AC. Yeah. It's so hot in the valley. Mm-hmm. Oh, once a year you got to get that thing. Or if you live in Las out. Vegas. Yeah. Our oh friends that live God. in Vegas. I, w- oh, I don't know how they would survive. If your AC even goes down for a couple hours, you're so oh, you're wrecked. Because it's like 104 for them right now. Yeah. Holy or, shit. Or um, sometimes more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But right now. It's wild out there, man. You need an AC repairman. So you guys, listen. Become an AC repairman, okay? Become an AC repairman. So that's our me. advice. That's our general advice for yeah. all of you. Yeah. Blanket statement. Hey, Become... that's new, by the way. Mostly we tell you to go True. take an improv class, don't we? Break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Take, take an, an improv, improv class, class. And then become an, an AC, AC, AC repairman. repairman. It's old It's hat. easy. It's old hat. It's easy. That's how you kill it at life. We say it all the time. Exactly. Okay. So. Go be an improv coach. <laughs> All right, this one. Oh, this one looks juicy. Sex with other women in a relationship. Mm. Dear Nikki and Steve, love you guys and trust your advice. Oh, thank you. Except it has a period at the end, so I I feel like it's solemn. 
I love you guys and I trust, trust your advice. advice. My boyfriend told me that even though he loves being with me and our so and also our sex, he would like to have sex with other women from time to time. Okay. He can imagine being with me for the rest of his life and says he doesn't want to miss out on experiences slash go with the flow in certain situations. He's 22 and I'm 20. Wow, you guys are young. I don't know what to think about this. I don't know if I could cope with that. I told him if we do this, I want to know with whom and when because otherwise I'd always be thinking about it in the back of my mind. I was thinking maybe we could try it out and see if I can deal with it. I don't know what we would do if not. I don't want to restrict him, but obviously I can't sacrifice my mental health for that. So I don't know. If it doesn't work, we break up. A thing I desperately hope will not happen or he learns to lose his fear of missing out. I hope this was enough information for you to give advice on it. Wanted to keep it short. Love you. Johanna. I um, mean, bro. If if you're sitting there going like, it, it's like, um, uh, I'm going to put on a helmet and then this car is going to crash into me and if I don't get hurt, you know, maybe, maybe I, I was, could do it again. Right. I don't think so. You're not coming from, coming at this from like a, yeah, I'm kind of into it. No. And like, I think it'd be hot for me. You're like, you're like, hey, uh, we'll see how hurt I get. I'm going to throw myself uh, down this embankment and then if I don't have any scrapes, you know, maybe he could do it again. Unfortunately, I just think it's bad timing because even if he really likes you and really likes your sex, there's something always in the back of his mind. And I've seen this happen in even long relationships where the guy is in love with the girl or vice versa, and, but they just can't stop that. What did I miss out on yes. thinking where they're where every time they see an attractive person of the opposite sex or, or, or even the same sex what or whatever, like? um, they're always wondering like, did I miss out on like the best years of my life by being in this relationship? Can and I so fuck it? Can I please fuck it? It's really a thing where like, I think he has to get it out of his system. I don't think that, and unless you can deal with that happening at the same time as you guys being in a relationship, I just don't think it's going to work. Mark, can we hit the break up button? <laughs> All right. Jesus. I'm hitting it right now. Ready? Mm-hmm. Break up. There it is. Break up. Break up. <laughs> So there you go. We got the breakup button. We can going. keep that sound bite for the next time. <laughs> we should get a breakup pulley, and we'll have it always hanging here from a handle, and we just pull it. Break, 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 Anyway, so that's what we got for break you. Breakup. Yeah. And uh, and don't look back, because look, this cat is willing. Okay, so what does he want? He wants to have his cake and eat it too. Hey, baby, I want to have sex with other chicks, but also I want the cool experience of having somebody in a long-term yeah. relationship. Give me a break. Yeah. I want to go to Turkey Day, and I want to go to Christmas with you, and I want to go to, I want to do a couple's Halloween costumes while I'm railing chicks on the side. Right. Come on, bro. If it's not something that both of you are 100% into, it's just not going to work. Exactly. And one person is going to get hurt. If it doesn't titillate you, then forget it. If it's for one party, then forget it. Yeah. Okay. If it's for one party and it's also destructive for the other person, forget it. There's also a lot of cases like this where um, the guy thinks that's what he wants, right? Or or the girl. I keep saying the guy because that's an example here. Sure. But um, they think that's what they want, what they want, and so their partner goes, "Okay, we'll do it, sure." And then their partner ends up getting more, you know, more, sex way than more, them, way, way more, more dick or, or or tail, yeah, whatever. And then they get sad because it was their idea to do it, and they're oh, not man. getting nearly oh. as much uh, sex like, and can hooking up. Can we close up. the relationship, actually? Because yeah. like you're the one having more fun, and they're like, nah, I actually think we should keep it open. Yeah, you actually, you you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. That's yeah, that's exactly it. 
No matter so. what, after this happens, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And you'll know he's been with other chicks, and, and it will drive you fucking wild, and you know it, it and will we know it. It will. It would drive me wild because I would, even if I knew who they were and when it happened and all the details. Do I know if that chick got tested for STDs? Do I know if they actually did use a condom or if they're telling me that? You know, your your physical health is also on the line. And so and I think also, why do you need that from somebody else? Something to consider. Well, what's the point of a commitment then to me? Right. Just this be, is my be personal single. opinion. Some of you don't well, like that. I, it, I think that there are room. There is room for a healthy, open relationships. If there's sure. two partners. If there's two people yeah. are into it. But this is clearly not it. No. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to work. Sis, and I wish the best for you. Break up, pulley. Break up. Break up. All right. Podcast question is the name of this title. Very mm, mysterious. I wonder what this is about. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I love your podcast. It's been really helpful and insightful to me. You guys are the cutest, most loving couple I know. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. We are. Um, I have learned a lot from your relationship, and I'm going through a lot right now with mine. My boyfriend has joked about me uh, being fat from the beginning of our relationship. We are now one and a half year relationship in we are now a one and a half year relationship for example he has said i look like a hippo in a light-hearted way oh my gosh but i took offense to it Jesus. because normally i wouldn't expect my boyfriend to joke about my weight ever and that is not the best animal to compare someone to i recently changed it to my pajamas in front of him and he looked at my body and said ew the tone was not in a joking or funny matter and um in a funny manner and it seemed more like an instant reaction to my body than that he accidentally said out loud I always thought his jokes had an underlining truth to it or meaning behind them, but he says his jokes are because he adores my chubbiness. <laughs> he Fuck, believes that dude. he never intentionally hurts me, which is why when I cry, he thinks I'm being sensitive. He believes that him trying to compromise would mean he had to change his personality and stop being funny, stop being the funny and goofy guy he is around me. We don't normally fight that much, but when we do, it's about the same thing. Am I being over oversensitive about this or is my boyfriend the insensitive one? Thank you. Appreciate you both so much. Uh, could I remain anonymous, please? Just letting you know I'm a big Australian fan. We will call yes, you Hippo. You. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, look. Here's what this cat's doing, right? This cat, he spills something on the ground, and then to clean it up, he spills something on top of it. Mm -hmm. Like, give me a break, dude. He can't call you these names, have you feel bad, and then you're like, I don't know, I just kind of feel bad that you're calling me these names. He's like, what the fuck? You're trying to mess with my identity? It also just kind of, it just if you've expressed that it hurts you and he's still doing it, like, that's just mean like it's mean like if you're crying because he's making jokes about your weight like then either he doesn't care about you or he, he's just like thinks it's cute to be mean you're telling him that it hurts you and he's still doing it right it's, it's a fuck you now at this point exactly that's what it is it'd be different if like he didn't know what he was doing or whatever like you can use that maybe once but like if you're telling him it hurts you and he's continually doing it that's that's not fair i also think that sometimes um, you say that there's an underlining truth. I think that sometimes, yeah, like if um, there's a something that that you don't like in a partner, like you're like some, if say Steve does something that annoys me, yeah. and then I like joke about it to him, but I'm I am like kind of annoyed by it or whatever. Um, it, it's gonna come across that way, like uh, yes. where it's like, no, I'm just teasing you because I love that mm -hmm. about you, but really like. I don't like your leg shaking. Like it moves the whole table, and I and I don't like it. It's restless leg syndrome, <laughs> and it's a and it's an actual condition. But thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a medical right, right, condition. Right, 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 right. But fine. <laughs> no, but look, take something that he's insecure about and yeah. rail on him for three days in a row, and see how much he likes it. Right. Because that's what the fuck he's doing to you. Right. That's not. Yeah. It's not it's, cool. That's not cool. It's not constructive. It's not fun. 
You're not being overly sensitive. He's no. he's being la- a lamo for not listening to you. Yeah, he's being really me. I mean, I can't even pick a different word because I was like, she says insensitive or whatever, but I just think it's flat out mean. It is mean, and he's 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 being a hippo. Yeah, because hippos I, have spiky noses and they use it to hurt people. Uh, that's a rhinoceros. Hippos have very big feet and they use it to stomp on people. I don't think they use it to stomp on people, but they do have big feet. They don't stomp on people with them? Well, they will like mostly waddle through the mud and Hippos stuff. have little tiny little tails, and maybe he's got a little tiny little dick, too. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, something like maybe that. Maybe he's a hypocrite. We're workshopping it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Burned. That's good. Got him. That was it. Anyway, I hope this works out for you guys. I, like, I do think that if maybe he can see how it's hurting you and not just like something you're be- complaining about. Just that tell me as a micro penis for a couple of days in a row and see how he likes it. So that's mean to people with micro penises. Well, I'm not trying to be mean to people with micro penises okay. though. Just okay. to hit this guy. It's not the size of the wave, it's the motion of the ocean, baby, you know? Yeah, but try telling that to somebody with a micro you know? penis. Well, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking around. All right. Masturbate is the title of this one. Okay. Hey, Sticky, thanks for picking mine a few episodes back. He said some things that I really needed to hear, and it helped me out a lot. Anyway, I haven't masturbated in a long time, and I don't have the urge anymore either. I'm usually masturbating 24-7, but I haven't done it in a long My time. My dude. Am I okay? That's all. Thank you. Love you guys from a not-as-sad boy. How'd you do it? P.S. I don't want to Google this because I don't want to make myself paranoid from re- reading WebMD. <laughs> I don't think that we're qualified to tell you if, if this is a... Uh, wrong or not um but if I'll you had an addiction him. to it and you broke your addiction is he the one who was saying that i don't remember i don't remember either i want to remember i wish he would have reminded us a little yeah, bit give a little us a little bit. hint did hint. you have a masturbating problem yeah are you the cat with the masturbating problem i think i remember something like that yeah i think i remember that too okay if, so he's saying he doesn't even do I it think anymore everything in moderation if you had an addiction to something and you needed to quit cold turkey and you're not doing it anymore at all i think that's fine because you're overcorrecting and and that's good because mm-hmm. then the only way to if you ever did get back into masturbating after having an addiction, like would be to know where your limits are and like know yeah. what moderation looks like. Don't be a jerkaholic like out there. Don't be a jerko. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for you. So he's basically just saying thank you. And we yeah. Helped him. All right. Tight. Hey, how about that? We actually fucking cured. That? We actually did Killed something. It. But I noticed he didn't even say he broke up. But that's fine. All right. This one's called the one that got away but wasn't got to begin with. Oh shit. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Love you both so much, and I have been binging your podcast for the last few days while working from home. Hell yeah. We love Hope you. you guys are doing well. Love I will you. try to keep my sentences short. By the way, for context, I am 25, and the guy is 27. All right. So your uh, frontal cortex has been fully developed, yep. I see. Yep. Okay, so You're there's- the worst year of your life, according to Nikki. Go ahead. That's true. That's true. And maybe we'll we'll read why. So there's this guy. He's a friend of a friend's. Met him briefly at a birthday party three years back and never saw him again. He doesn't have any social media. Until this year, again, for the same friend's birthday. We hit it off and chatted the entire night and exchanged numbers at the end of it. We texted almost daily and I really started liking him very quickly. He was interesting, independent, worked on himself. Spiritually, he would meditate, physically work out, etc. And just had a weirdo sense of humor like me, if not more, which I enjoyed. However, he didn't have social media and was a I don't like to use my phone, quote unquote, type of person. So getting a reply from him typically took a good four to five hours, sometimes even a day, and he barely initiated the conversations. We did go out for lunch once and he was super attentive, paid for everything, and I had such a good time. He also invited me on nights out with his friends, maybe twice, but I had other plans and couldn't make it. 
Once I did go over to his house just to hang out and we watched some Netflix and ordered food in, nothing physical happened. Mm. This all happened over the span of four months, by the way. Anyway, it was always me initiating or calling. Not every day I try to break it up, but I truly enjoyed talking to him. I asked him in what ways he likes me. Long story short, he said he likes me as a friend and sorry for leading me on, but that we don't know each other that well anymore or, or for anything more. Um, all this I understand, but he makes no effort, especially during these COVID times, to start a conversation even as a friend. So after that interaction, I haven't pursued it, pursued it any further. However, I can't help but think that he was somehow the one. But then I also did try and and got nothing in return. I know pursuing it further seems stupid at this point, but I feel like I lost him as a potential friend too now, which sucks. I know if we see each other in person, nothing would be weird. Thank you for your help. I love you, but he wasn't looking for a friend. He wasn't looking, oh. He was not looking for a friend. He was looking for something a little extra, and then he realized maybe he didn't want that right now. Yeah. And so he's just not that interested in you, period, if that makes sense. And the friend thing was a nice way of cushioning the blow. Yeah, or yeah, maybe he was just trying to get get to know you. Yeah, sure, but yeah. he just it just didn't kind of stick to him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like I, don't, it's hard to say from the story whether it's like bad timing or maybe he was Who like, knows? yeah. It's just about he. I don't think he's looking for a friend. If he was, he'd be reaching out for friendship, right, things And all right. that kind of stuff. He's definitely not looking for a friend. No, that's true. That's all. And especially if you're always the one initiating or calling, like that's a friendship is a two way street. Yep. So if if he's if you're on a one way like that's that's no friendship. Nah, dude. Nah, that's a lot of chasing going on. I think there's plenty of people that want to be your friend though. So exactly. Employ these tactics with them. Um, but uh, yeah, don't don't dwell on it too much that he was the one. He the one will you'll know. Yeah. Like you'll know that's the one. Like you don't have to reach like was it like it's there. I used to do that, right? You leave sure. a relationship, you're like, was that the one? Did I fuck it right. up? Like, it's not, it's not, it's something that you just. Or um, like, if you just really like all these qualities about a person and like, you know, Marshall Mathers like still uh -huh. might be the one. Yeah, great. And I just like, like all these qualities about him. Maybe like if he so thanks knew, for your question. if he knew me, then maybe we would be the one, but he's just not, he's just so closed off, you know, he's just not in a, the right place. I could to, be closed off too. He's so closed off. I could be closed like, off. Well, yeah, 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 but like you're. I could I, be unavailable. You're the one, though. So. It's fun to be the one. But he's he's another one. It's good to be the he's one. He's another one that could be a one, but I don't just you know you just never know, and it, it makes it keeps you up at night wondering, you know. I fall asleep pretty easy. But I stopped pursuing it a long time ago. Clearly. He never responded to any of my tweets. So I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And seen every year on his fucking birthday. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Hope you hope you find the actual one too. Ooh, this one's called Paranormal Experience. Oh, fuck yes. Let's go. Okay. Hey, Iceman and Nikki. My name is Sean. I'm 32 and I live in Kentucky. You can say my name. <laughs> okay, Sean, yeah, Sean. Calm down. Own it, Sean. Own it. <laughs> I would love to hear what you think about an experience I had a couple years ago. Me and my wife bought an old farmhouse. In this house, we had our firstborn son. One night I was sleeping and was dreaming in the dream that my son, who was six months or less at the time, was walking in front of our TV in the bedroom and our TV was on a stand that had a long arm. Anyway, in the dream, he starts walking in front of the TV and slowly the TV starts tipping like it was going to fall on him. So in my sleep, I lunge so hard out of bed, I end up in the floor knocking a bottle of water, which was on my nightstand, my wife. And my wife woke up, woke up and asked what happened. I told her I had a dream that the TV was falling on our son, still half asleep. She didn't say anything. I dry up the water and get back in bed. About 30 seconds goes by and the TV turns on. 
As I see the glow of the TV, I start freaking out. I start looking for the remote in bed thinking I must have hit the button. Nowhere to be found. I get out of bed and push the button on the TV to turn it off. The, t- the TV was a high-end new TV. And the next morning we talk about what happened and start looking for the remote. And the remote was on the dresser five to ten feet from the bed. Never had came on it by myself or, or never had came on by itself before or since. So the TV never came on by itself or since i've told the story so many times and i'm so curious to find out what you guys think was it a ghost was it a sign from someone was it a power surge if if it was what are the odds i would have that dream please help me i love you guys listening to your podcast it works makes my day 100 percent better thank you so much we love you buddy what does it mean listen sean i so nikki had an experience with a tv in vietnam that's true and also the whole hotel staff said that her um her room was haunted right her room there was haunted. It was in Vietnam, and um, in Viet in Vietnam, apparently, uh, according to everyone I talked to there, um, ghosts are just like a part of life. Like they're just they just accept that there is ghosts. Like and so almost everyone has had some sort of paranormal experience, um, or they're like, yeah, yeah, I know that stuff happens, and I don't want to talk about it. Like they're kind of like in denial about mm-hmm. it. Um, so. Yeah, before that experience, I wasn't sure. I never had like a crazy experience. And even still, I always like to veer on the side of what could have logically happened before going into like immediately para- paranormal sure. experiences. But, but this yeah, it was, it was very similar where um, I had, uh, what's it called? Um, sleep paralysis, which is a thing. And there's a scientific explanation for it, but I don't know what's real or what's not because there's still some flaws in that in that description um but basically you are in your body and you can see the room but you can't move your body and then eventually you wake up so like you're asleep but you can see everything in the room um and so i had that and i i haven't gotten that very often but i had that and you can't move your head you can only like barely see through your eyes and in mine i felt a a dog like like breathing right next to my face and I couldn't turn my head to see the dog but I knew that it was there and I knew its teeth were growling at me so that was the first thing I get woken up by the power strip like the um the outlet on the wall exploded into sparks and I woke up and saw it explode and all the electricity goes out so everything just like the AC and everything goes shoom and it's just dead silent. And I'm in a villa, not in like, um, not in a hotel building, but like an actual like hut. So I don't know if any of the other villas are experiencing this. And it's like three in the morning, four in the morning. And I'm like, shit, this is so weird. I just had that weird sleep paralysis. And then now like this electricity's out. It got really spooky. And I was alone in this villa. And, um, and then I'm like, I'm just going to try to go back to sleep. And as I'm trying to go back to sleep, the TV fucking turns on by itself and goes, and it's that like snowy, snowy sound. And I don't want to look because I'm like too scared because I'm thinking about all those those images from the ring. Yeah, fuck you know, like yeah, the some ring. like fuck freaking yeah, ghost woman crawling through yep. the screen. With I'm like, I can't I can't look. I don't have anybody here in this room. Like I can't like cling to anybody. I can't like walk down a hallway and see somebody. So like I I'm alone and I'm gonna get attacked if I see something. Yep. So I like I'm just terrified and I'm like just putting the covers over my head and like just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. I don't know how I eventually went to sleep. I did go to sleep though, and when I woke up, the TV was still on, and it was still like, shh, right? And um, I thought it was weird because even if you turn the TV on, like I turned it off, and then I turned it back on, 
it should just be the hotel menu. Mm -hmm. It should not be this like fuzzy snow screen. And that's not like, okay, so a lot of those things can be explained. You can say power surge, say, blah, yeah. blah, blah, same thing, same thing you're going through, right. my friend. But how weird that those three things just happened all in a row and it's just so spooky. And then like the hotel staff said that my room was haunted. <laughs> okay, I got one for you. What? So when I was a, I was a young lad, a teenager. You were never young. I was quite young. And I, uh, I remember feeling this weird, okay, so it was very late at night. It was like two in the morning. And all of a sudden, I felt a very weird feeling, like an eerie feeling coming from the side of my house. Yeah. And I, it just wouldn't stop, like, go, moving. It's, it's like, it's like almost like you, you had, like, an electrical thing, like one of those um, static balls. Yeah. With, which, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where you put your hand up to it and, yeah. the, and the electricity goes to your hand. It was like that, but on the side of my body. Mm -hmm. And it was trailing up and down the side of the house, right? So there's like a walkway on the side of my house. Mm -hmm. And this this eerie feeling was trailing up and down. There wasn't noise, no footsteps, nothing. Just a complete feeling, right? Going up and down the side of my house. I look over to my left. And my dog, Trixie, is looking at the fucking wall on the side of that, like facing the side of the house. And her head is tracking this exact same feeling I had been having for like five minutes, right? And then all of a sudden, I like I like visibly was like holy shit. And then all of us, I was visibly like holy shit. And then all of a sudden, this feeling, this presence, this stag ball thing, yeah. was on top of me. Oh, on top of me, like behind my. So I was sitting in a computer chair. Oh, it was geez. like behind my computer chair, and I was fucking frozen there. And did your dog look at you that during that time? I didn't even look at her because I was facing the other way. Oh, uh, okay. And it was just it just hung there, and I felt like completely frozen with fear. For like minutes hmm. and then not too long after that it was like a couple nights later i was just watching i was watching snl late which i always did and and i had fallen asleep um during snl right yeah and so when i woke up like you know fucking uh it's like last call with carson daly some some absolute garbage is on yeah and i remember um i turned the tv off right and then all of a sudden i'm just getting this i'm just like trying to go back to sleep and then all of a sudden, I feel the same strange feeling that I felt a couple nights before with my dog. And I remember, I remember thinking like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck." And I'm, but then I remember thinking to myself, I was like, "You know, you know what? I want to see you, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know what you look like. I want to see you." And so I kept on, I kept on thinking in my head, "I want to see you. I want to see you. What is this thing? What's this feeling? I want to see you. I want to see you, right?" And then all of a sudden, my fucking TV turned on, Ooh. and my remote, I had thrown it. I turned the remote and threw it. So it was nowhere near me. TV turned on and I was like, never mind, never mind. And I just went you to fucking bed out. with the TV on. Ooh. Yeah, fuck yeah, I backed out. Yeah, that's scary. So there you go. There's our TV stories. Yeah, TV's turning on without remotes nearby or anything. That's okay, because the scarier part is like, if it's not ghosts, is it the government? <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> well, look, why is it, okay, real, real quick. Why is it always happening when eerie shit's already happening? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's that, what, and that's, that's what my man what Sean's I'm saying. saying. That's what Sean's saying. And when I was a kid, also in our basement, we had this little fucking car game that turned on randomly during an eerie moment as well. Weird. And, and my whole family was around. My sister was there, I shall tell you. I had my little brother there. Like they're He'll communicating. Tell it's not just isolated stories or you might be like, well, Stevie had sleep paralysis during this. No, dude. I didn't, first it's of like all. like in Poltergeist. Exactly. They're here. Oh, fuck. I can't watch scary movies because of this shit. I already have scary enough shit. We'll be back right after this break. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And this one is, is called Family Conflict Over Baby Shower. I was going to say this is entitled, but is that correct? This is entitled? This is entitled Family Conflict Over Baby Shower. What's entitled about it? Well, exactly, because entitled has two different words. But I feel like, I feel like that entitled. I feel like You're you could say this person is entitled. No, I'm saying this is this email is titled right. It's oh my titled god! This, yes, but this email entitled "Family oh, Conflict Over Holy Baby shit. Shower," right? Okay. But then I felt like that was wrong, and then I got really in my head about it. Anyway, I can tell. So I was just you put me in my head about it. it to you. Moving on. <laughs> All right, you're not entitled, but. Nikki and Steve, I hope you and yours are healthy during these crazy pandemic times. I have always thought to write in. I really enjoy your show, especially when you answer questions. We love you. We love you. But finally, brave enough to send a note. I would appreciate you not using my real name and giving me a sassy, fun, anonymous name. Ooh. Oh, Olive. We'll call you Olive. Olive. That's cool. Sassy Olive. Sassy ass Olive. Sassafras Olive. Mm-hmm. For some context, I have a weird relationship with my mom and older sister. I'm the middle child and I've always tried to be the mediator and get along with everyone. I love my family, but tend to find they don't have healthy ways of coping with their own life stresses. I think this is an immigrant thing. Nikki, You, I think you might understand. Um, well, yeah. Um, my younger brother mostly keeps to himself and I feel like I'm starting to finally realize why that might not be a bad idea after all. To get more directly to the point, I live in NYC, I'm pregnant and recently found out I have I haven't had COVID, which was a relief. My doctor said if that was not the case, it would have put me at risk of bad things like blood clots. So it's good news I don't have the antibodies 
and I need to keep doing my social distancing and mask wearing to continue with my healthy pregnancy. Meanwhile, my mom and sis in Florida have been anxiously trying to plan a baby shower for me and trying to conspire with my husband. I told them and my husband that it would put me and others at risk, so I can't see myself having a baby shower at all. I'm doing October, which I, I was kind of bummed, but I try to stay positive given we have friends who have died or lost their jobs, so I really don't have much to complain about. Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. Over the weekend, my husband and I went to visit some in-laws who have been safely visiting this whole pandemic time and what I thought was just going to be a going away party for his brother ended up being a very tiny surprise baby shower with his family. My husband, who is awesome, wanted to do something nice for me and organized it a bit last minute but totally pulled the wool over my eyes and made me feel special. When my mom and sis found out about this from my brother who was in town and able to attend, they were upset that no one FaceTimed them to include them. In hindsight, I suppose someone should have reached out, but I was living in the moment and happy to have that moment. I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings, but I'm really upset about how they chose to address it. I got a passive-aggressive text from my sis, which really hurt when I told her it was hurtful and that I thought she might want to be accepting of what was an honest mistake on my slash my husband's part. She accused me of talking down to her. I confronted everyone over the phone, but I don't think it helped, and to be honest, it's been a pattern of folks acting like they're the victims of their own stories not sure yeah. if i want that around my first child and i'm really conflicted about having a relationship with my family but i also want to keep toxic people out of my life something i've done very well with bad friends but not bad family i'm leaving everyone alone right now but i feel awful the situation had me crying a ton the day it went down and still makes me feel emotional when i talk about it because i feel like i was made to feel shitty for living in the moment and enjoying a nice surprise am i the asshole here for being angry slash sad is it bad that when i confronted folks i requested they be direct and let us know when their feelings are hurt so we can resolve them better in the future am i just being too emotional because i'm pregnant I'm a little confused about what the future holds for this relationship and don't want to cut my sis off entirely because I love my niece and nephew dearly, but I've also told her before that I think she needs therapy to address her high highs and low lows. Thanks for listening slash sassafras olive. Olive. You, first of all, you're really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, you're a cool person. I think you're very reasonable. I would be your friend in two seconds. You're a very reasonable person. Um, it, sometimes, unfortunately, in life, some people take events that are about you and they make it about them. Yeah. And they were looking forward to this because they want to make it about them. And this happens a lot, right? So me and Nikki, we got uh, engaged. Yeah, okay? that's the story that I was thinking And too. the next day, uh, and we're all excited. You know, we got it engaged. It happened at night. Happened it was a night. surprise. Yeah, we went on, we told everybody we got engaged because, you know, the internet has been part of our life forever. Well, we, yeah, we didn't really, like, um, I posted a picture of the ring um, when, after we got engaged, I posted a picture of the ring on Facebook, yeah. um, and and it was like my brother texted me immediately and yeah. was like, "Is this real?" And we changed our status to to engage, which was fun. Yeah, which was fun. I I don't know if we did that. We did. That we night. did that at we the, did the restaurant. Okay, okay, we did. Uh, we were very excited to do. Yeah. That. Okay. Okay. And Facebook was much bigger back then. It, it was like <laughs> it was like everything, guys. Yeah. It was everything. Okay. So then the next day, uh, unfortunately, Nikki's old man. I was drunk too. We yeah yeah we were definitely. I accepted the proposal. Well, they drunk. gave us a free bottle. Yeah, they were yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah, you were definitely under the influence when you accepted uh, the yeah. proposal. No, so regrets, you know. So they gave us a free bottle and like everyone was really cool. Um, but the next day, Nikki's dad's like super fucking pissed at Nikki. So mad. So pissed at Nikki because we didn't I, call him. I called him. He was the first person I called in the morning. The very first person I called. He's also the first person that I told I was going to ask Nikki to marry because I made sure to get his permission. Yeah. And so and he also knew I was doing it that night because that's he, why though he, he was in on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I he was it. expecting a call that night. I get it. But yeah. man, we were so in the moment. We were just in the moment, like we were totally crying. just like yeah, we were crying. The the server staff was like coming up to us and yeah. like thanking us. It was just like. 
We just Turned got all, we got all in our feels. <laughs> we got we went to the hotel room and got all in our feels. Yeah. And by the way, the next morning I w- woke up with a UTI at four in the morning. So yeah, the next the next morning I was like immediately in an urgent care. And um, by the way, UTIs are always the girl's fault. For sure. Just a little. Science I mean, info for it you. was just like you know, slut shaming me basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So then after getting back from the urgent care was when I called my dad. Cause he was, he was in Hawaii with us yes. during the proposal. Um, so he was there and he knew it was happening the night before. I didn't know he knew. I didn't know. Um, I did. And but he I didn't, did. Cause I had invited him to dinner, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I called him. He's the first person I called and I was expecting this like, oh my God, congratulations. Yeah. I knew it was happening. I kept the secret or whatever he was going to say. He did keep it for a long he time. He was so mad. Which I can, okay. He so- was Yes. So looking back, right, that definitely impacted our moment. Yeah, you know, we I were, started crying. Yeah. I was hyperventilating. And you had just had an emotional traumatic morning, a traumatic morning, not emotional, yeah. but, a, but a traumatic morning because you had the UTI and we had to go to urgent care real quick. Yeah, it was very painful waiting three hours from like 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. when the urgent care. Not that fun. Yeah. But then, yeah, that definitely sucked. But we could also see your old man's perspective. Totally. And we, we weren't going like, here's this toxic shit. We're cutting you out of our life or anything. He he only knows how to express emotion with anger. Yeah. So like for him, like he he really wanted to share that moment with us. Totally. And, and, and we, we, we deprived him of that. So from his angle of a guy sitting in a hotel room who has been told the news and he's just waiting for the exciting news, yeah. I can completely understand. Who knows how long he st- stayed up alone. Like he was alone in the hotel room. Um, I can completely understand. Yeah. And I think your family too, right? I think they're just sitting there and they love you. They just and they wanted hear to be part happen, of your moment. And that's all. And and it's okay. And you're and you, by the way, we're just in the moment. We were in the moment. Yeah. We know how that feels. So I can relate to both. And so, you know, I would forgive them, right? And yeah. you gotta let it go, forgive yourself too, man. You didn't do anything wrong here. And and know that it comes from love. At least I hope it does. But um, I hope it does. Yeah. But But they are making it about them. Right. By stomping around and doing all this bullshit and the, you know. But yeah. they're trying to just let you know how they feel, too. Well, she too. says, like, um, you know, immigrant family. Um, you know, a lot of, like, cultural stuff is, like, about family and, like, you know, the traditional thing to do. Like, you ask permission, right? So yeah. that was a traditional thing to do. And then, like, he felt like that was the most respectful thing to do was to immediately call him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that, that he expected that of me. I had no idea. I was just really living in the moment drunk and then woke up with a uti <laughs> uh, I would, but even speaking to immigrant stuff i wasn't even told to to do that to ask your dad's permission i right. just thought it was the right thing to do it's very traditional i've always wanted to do yeah. that i always thought that that was important i know that when i'm the dad i'm gonna expect that shit from our kid right uh whoever's dating our kid so yeah th- i mean there you go i think Forgive yourself, though. You sound like you're beating yourself up a lot, and uh, and also she, your sister, probably does need some therapy. Therapy. I've told my dad many times that he needs therapy, and I think he's just now kind of coming around to it. Like it's interesting to see him grow. You yeah. know? Oh yeah. Because I, I think we forget a lot. Uh, at least for me, I forget that. You know, your parents are just people trying to navigate life too. You know, mm-hmm. no one's born with a manual. And um, my dad and my mom and dad had me when they were very young. Like he was 24. And so throughout his 20s, he's like trying to learn how to be a dad and trying to like he hasn't addressed any of his own issues yet yeah. of like being a person. And or He lost his old man early. And, yeah. And it. so. um, So, yeah, like a lot of like these these issues that are just suppressed in order to. Uh, provide in the moment like he you know sacrificed 
dealing with his own issues to like try to be there as a dad. And now he's just now as a grandpa being like, huh, there was a lot of things that, I, you know, maybe should have dealt with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's just now, you know, like discovering that. And it's really beautiful to see. And so I think not carrying resentment and just seeing people for pe- being people and seeing them how for how they are and, and their human side of them. And, and that like, you know, yeah, they're making it about them in that moment. And yeah, maybe they, they could have handled it more maturely. But, you know, ultimately, I think if they wanted to be part of your moment and they felt like they were outcasted. And it's so important to jump into other people's shoes sometimes and just see how they're looking at it too. You yeah. Know, and not just be defensive or trying to defend your own viewpoint or whatever it is. Yeah. And that being said, set boundaries, of course. Mm-hmm. Like know how you want to be treated and what's an acceptable way to be treated for you. Um, But, and if they're, you know, if they break that multiple times, then maybe have less contact with them. But I think that you just have to kind of take it for, um, Treat them as as humans. Yeah. Not as like archetypes. Intent. Yeah. Like people who are trying to hurt you or whatever. Yeah. I, I would give them another chance maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, a, a lot like there's this whole contra- like discussion over whether or not intent matters. And to me, I think intent matters a lot. Of course. So intent is always something to consider. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to wreck you. No. They're not trying to hurt you, but it did, it did hurt you. Yeah. Ultimately, so. And that sucks. And they should, you know, apologize for it. Um, all right. Next. Am I dumb for taking a break from work trying to achieve a goal? Hi, Iceman and Icebreaker. Oh, what's up? I love your guys' podcast. Listen to random episode. Random because I listen to all of the episodes. Five stars. Woohoo. Yes. Thank you. Slap yes. it high. Every day when I take my two-hour walk and you are hilarious and awesome. You're great. Oh, we love you. Um, my name is Cyril. I think I hope I said that right, Cyril. No need to say anonymous. 26 years old and I'm a mechanical and technical automation engineer from Austria. Wow. Wow. Sounds good for you, pretty, Cyril. Holy pretty shit. cool. Um, last year when I was still employed, I listened to your podcast daily on the way to work thinking, this crazy Nikki saying that being 25 is the worst, but I'm having the time of my life. Well, Shortly after that, I was let go because the project I was working on, maintenance improvement project for a big company that experiments with blood plasma, trying to find a cure for cancer and stuff, was ending. And instead of being assigned to another project like they said they'd do, they decided they don't need me oh, anymore. Oh, shit. They cured cancer? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we uh, cured it and uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. Go. We're good. Yeah. Anyways, after that, Corona came and it's not been easy finding a new job, but I'm like super overweight and found myself having fun losing weight by going on walks, tracking what I'm eating and stopped drinking so much. So far, I lost about 32 kilos, 70 pounds in American. That's amazing. Wow. In the last couple of months and I'm still going strong. Happy as fuck in my small apartment, financially stable, feeling fitter, visiting my mom more often, spending quality time with my crush and friends, and my mental health is at its peak after nine years of crippling depression. Look at you. So my question is, should I even actively look for a job right now or should I focus on losing weight? Still want to lose about 48 more kilos or 106 pounds. Uh, because of how the system works here in Austria, I technically have to apply twice a week anyways, but at the moment they aren't really paying attention to that and it's still hard to find a job due to Corona, but I could try much harder. My concern is that once I'm in a job, I start losing focus on my road to a body I'm satisfied with, but without a job, I kind of feel like leeching off of taxpayers. Am I just lazy? What would you do? Sorry for the long ass introduction slash question. I love you guys. Peace. We love you, Cereal. Oh, and Cyril. I just think that only you know the answer to this question. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think follow your gut really yeah, on this yeah. one. Because like, 
I I think and I think your gut knows. Yeah. Uh, because it's like your brain is already making all these logical arguments like, well, and leeching off taxpayers and I'm like, but like corona and all this stuff, you're already making your brain do gymnastics to fight what your what your gut feeling ultimately is is that like you're happy right now and like Dude. you're it's okay to enjoy happy moments in life especially if they're leading you in a new direction like so what i like to do with nikki whenever we're going through any kind of situation that requires decision making is we like to put together pros and cons list so I, you know what i mean like what what, what, are, you, what are you doing uh, well i'm trying to remember the last time we did this yeah we don't do that we don't do it very often but yeah but, but I, I get what you're saying yeah we talk we talk we about pros and cons. Yeah, yeah yeah it's so important yeah. so so the pro right now is that you're 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 shrinking and your depression has shrunk. Yeah. Um, and maybe also in the future you'll be able to work better at a job because you're not dealing with your own emotions right. during it, right? I think mental health is so pushed to the side when it really should be prioritized. Yeah, so it sounds like, I don't know, to me, from what I'm hearing from you, there's way more pros stacked on the side of you taking time to work on your health. Yeah. And the cons are maybe like you feel guilt, obviously, or you feel like you should be doing something else. But if you can right now, then you should, I think. Yeah. I think like, you you know, you said you, you're you happy as fuck in your small apartment, financially stable, feeling fitter, visiting your mom more often. You're doing these things count. Like, I feel like there's such a strong emphasis on work and being productive, especially here in the U.S. Um, there's a there's just this emphasis that like working and productivity mm -hmm. is the mm -hmm. only measure of success it's the penultimate it's the only measure of happiness or or any or wealth or anything um when all these other things and we've we've done an episode on the different components that of of happiness that there's eight tanks that do need to be filled and i think that we <laughs> neglect or belittle the other ones because these other ones are so emphasized by society but um, spending more time with your mom, you know, that's family. Your family meter is going up. Spending more time on your physical health, your physical me health meter is going up. Your mental health meter is going up. You're spending time with your crush and friends. That's that's these are all meters that were significantly low for you. For no wonder years. for probably years. No wonder they all suffered. They're all interconnected. Yeah. And so, like what you were saying, Steve, that about you're going to be a better employee if all of these other meters are taken care of. That's absolutely true. Like. You cannot be your best self and help a company or, or thrive as a human being if you're neglecting all of these to fulfill this one. Yeah. I mean, you can thrive better as a professional when you are are better. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would heavily look at that and uh, decide for yourself. Yeah. Or lightly look at it. Hey, nice. Because... Losing some. Oh, nice. Because we're losing nice. some weight. I missed that. Yeah. An unintentional pun. We're losing some weight. All right. Next. Um, this one is Sticky, I need help. What to do when your love languages don't match? Oh, no. Oh, no. Dear Iceman and Icebreaker, first off, I love the podcast and I've listened to every episode since Shit They Don't Tell You started. Hell Thank yeah. Thank you. Break up. Thank I'm 100% here for the vibe. You guys are the realest, funniest, and cutest couple, and I aspire to be like both of you. Also, Aww. please keep me anonymous. Break up. You're sweet. You're awesome. Break, break up. up. Break, break. 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 Break, break up. up. 
I've 23 male, been dating my girlfriend, 23 female, for 3.5 years now. We're both graduating from university at the end of the year and entering the corporate world, but we still live in our respective homes. We were acquaintances from age 17, different high schools, but became best friends in the first year of university. We've had ups traveling the world and downs six months of counseling, but we've worked really hard to create a healthy, sustainable, and loving relationship. I love her with all my heart and fully intend to marry her, but I'm afraid that one part of the relationship doesn't line up. My love language is physical touch and hers is acts of service. Is it possible to be fully happy when these don't match? I try my best to show love in all five ways, but she really struggles with the physical side of our relationship. It's her lowest scoring love language. Living at home with conservative Asian parents plus lockdown means that alone time is rare. And when that is combined with her general nervousness and disinterest in sex means that we go months without being intimate. I've had to kind of press the mute button on my libido to make sure uh, make her feel to not make her feel pressured into being physical, but this has also resulted in her sex drive falling to zero. Oh, no. I've rationalized it to myself that if 99% of things in our relationship are great, that it's worth compromising on this aspect. But sometimes I do feel unfulfilled and unloved. I can't. I feel like I can't walk away from near-perfect relationship for something that I've grown to accept. Can couples make it work when they have different love languages? Thanks for reading this. Much love and stay safe. I Roger, think, my Starbucks alias. Roger, we love you, bud. Um, I want you to know this, man. I actually don't think you should break up. Really? I actually can't fucking believe I'm even saying this right Continue. now. Continue. It sounds more like she is somehow repressed to me than actually that being part of her love language is she doesn't like sex or touch touching thing, any any of that stuff. I'm not so sure. I think it's almost like uh, my current wife when she was, um, you, you had gone through a certain period of time um, where you didn't feel sexy and you moved to LA and then your acting coach is like, yo, you are a sexy looking chick. You need to access the sexual part of yourself. And so you did a pole dancing class and it like unlocked that shit for you. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like this chick needs some like sexual reawakening or something. Okay. To, 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 to get away from her stoic nature. I agree to an extent. Okay. So I do agree that Unlocking that part of you is life changing. Like, really, just I didn't even know, I didn't even know I had that side to me. Um, and then I was like, wow, this is like I feel like a, a whole person, you yeah. know? That like I didn't have to stuff that down in order to like be this other thing, right? But um, and so I think everyone should should do something like that, or like you know, if you have intimacy issues, definitely deal with those. Um, but that didn't help my relationship with that guy at that time. You know, because he wanted more sex and I was repulsed by it. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like 99% of our relationship was good except for that yeah. part. Okay. You know, and it sucked. That decision, and I've said this many times, and especially if you listen to every episode, that was the hardest breakup, I think, uh, for me to initiate, like for me to be the breakup person, because there was nothing really wrong besides mm -hmm. the fact that I didn't want to have sex with him. Right. And so. So you could have potentially just stayed in it totally. and not fucked for and years and shit. He was very comforting. He, he, I felt like he understood me, I, which is really important to me. Um, I feel like when I would have like a, an, an, uh, emotional time like he didn't walk away from it. Like he did in the beginning, but then he like flipped, you know? And like, yeah, I felt like he understood that. And, uh, oh, but our conversations were kind of boring too. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, there was, good, there was good, that good, good, good. too. Good.
Um, but I think I felt like he was a good guy, and I felt like he would have had my back for forever. And that was. Um, and I feel like fuck him. That was a hard thing to and walk away from. He was not from. a good guy. Though, I, but I, I had very. I, have, I had a lot of qualms. Um, I was the same age too. You say you're 23. I was the same age, and uh, I had a lot of qualms with myself. Like, did I just give up? the most compatible person for me just because this one thing was off you know will i ever find another person that understands me like that um that like will there be something else i have to compromise that maybe is more important that just to have somebody that like i'm attracted or like physically attracted to so how much is this person suffering you know what i'm saying that's where i think yeah is this something that you can go the rest of your life and that's really the frame of mind i had to put myself in was like if I'm honest myself with yeah. myself and this is going to lead to marriage and if I believe that marriage lasts forever um, or like I want to, I want marriage to last forever and that's what I'm going to enter the contract as, um, can I live with this for the rest of my life? And ultimately the answer was no because uh, sex is so important to intimacy and bonding and chemistry and and when I was uh, going through this, I thought at first that I had no sex drive. But then I found myself being sexually attracted to other people. So that's what I think could happen. But potentially she could actually find love for her partner, potentially. That's what I'm saying. She could. Yeah. So maybe try that first. I, I would. She could try that first. Um, because when love languages aren't matching up, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad match. It has more to do with if... Y- the love language of your partner is something that you are willing to do mm-hmm. or that you can see yourself doing without it grading on your life. It's not going to be heavy lifting. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for Steve, um, we realized that his love language is not actually acts of service, but he does love giving me that acts of service that like fulfills a part of him yes. for him. It doesn't, he doesn't have to, you know, go through anything crazy to like get there. Nope. Um, Just feeling like I'm taking care of you is it does it for me yeah whereas like pretty much i could do every one of the the love languages except for the praise one um that one's super hard for me because i don't give myself that much praise and it's really hard for me to um give compliments just because i know that person wants them rather than because like it's something that i feel genuinely that i want to express to them you know i feel like it means so much more when it's like wow that that's wow i need to compliment you right now because that's something compliment worthy you know and i it's not that i don't give praise it's just that i don't give it to the amount that people that need that yeah. as their love language um are going to be satisfied with and then it makes me feel hurt because i'm like well i feel like i love you why why aren't you reading this as love yeah, yeah. And, because I, I complimented you yesterday why do you need it today yeah. you know well that's the other thing though too is you make it sound like you don't say nice things but you tell me you love me every day so right. it, so it's 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 really just about like not needing my fucking proverbial like the, dicks yeah up. the the praise people they kind of like need to hear that they're doing a good job and like uh, and that like specific things need to be validated every day yeah like, that, that where it's like you're beautiful and you're you're so nice oh my god you're so thoughtful oh my god you're so this like you have to like it's a constant and yeah. i i don't think i'm really i like not capable of no. bending over to do that for the rest of my life with somebody yeah i can do that for like co-workers or people in the moment like you know friends or whatever when i see them but i'm not seeing them every day right you know um so uh yeah it has to do with if she is able to meet your love language without 
hurting something in her, you know, without like. Yeah, and listen, libido being zero, I don't care who you are, if, if that's not your love, whatever your love language is, that's not normal, man. Like, well, they're asexual people. Well, okay, but 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 it sounds like yeah. that's not what we're dealing. But with. you would have to go. I think you would have to like figure that out. Like, are you an asexual person? Also, do you want to be with an asexual person? Correct. Yeah. And I don't think that's what we're dealing with. Right. So so that's maybe. what I'm saying. Like yeah. Maybe it sounds like she comes from a conservative household. Yeah. Think, uh, sexual feelings are repressed. Uh, don't do PDA. Don't fucking do anything. Yeah. So it sounds like, right? Yeah. So, I also think that like I kind of lose sexual interest if I'm not being stimulated all the time. Of you course. know, like um, if we like go another week without sex, like we try to have sex at least once a week. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's pretty healthy. But sometimes we miss a week. Like sometimes something happens in our lives and like emotionally i just don't feel like having sex and then the longer it goes without sex like the less i want it of course um but then when we have it again it's like oh i love this and exactly we get back into a pattern but um yeah that's something different too to consider like it's circumstances you're talking about covid and like lockdown and Stress. stuff and being um being with long, your parents long distanced right now yeah i mean there's a lot of different ways this could go down but explore all of them I feel like in my situation, I explored all of them before ultimately realizing that I just would never have a sex drive for him. Yeah. And then see, it's possible that this person, she has to unlock something and yeah. then she'll have a sex drive for this cat. So. Oh, and a tip, like when I went to therapy for this too, because I was devastated. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to have a sex drive for this person. I really we wanted we get the relationship to work we out. We got it. Okay. But I'm just giving this tip that like my therapist was like, maybe try to spice it up, you know, do some role playing and stuff. And the thought of doing that disgusted me. <laughs> like, I wanted to vomit. And I was yeah. like, that sounds terrible. And then she's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to get it for this person then. So good. So, I mean. I like that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that part of the story. Oh, my God. You're, you're such a child. <laughs> so good. All right. Hope that helps. Um, ultimately, I hope you don't. You guys don't break up. You like me better than him, though, right? Well, you know, it's by, by a, a fine line. Just a little bit. See? Just like you a hair better. Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> I especially don't like praising people when they're looking for it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, you'll especially take it then. Oh, you want it oh. so bad, you, don't you'll, you? You'll blow my torch out. You don't you want it so bad. There it is, folks. <laughs> so we hope we helped you You're all. You're the today. handsomest. You're the Aww. most thoughtfulest. Aw. You're, You're just the putting most it on for caringness. the show. You're just doing it for the show. No, I'm not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best one. I love you the most. Gross, right? See, that's what it's you disgusting, get. Yeah, folks. it's disgusting. All right. Well, we hope you rate us five stars, even though we're disgusting. Even though we're we're telling you to break up we, all the time, but we didn't just do that. How about that? That was some yeah, restraint. Yeah, that was tight. We showed a lot of restraint we're there. We're dope. We didn't have to. Thank you for being here for the vibe. Yeah, we appreciate. Hope you, you guys. enjoyed the vibe today. Because I know most of you are here for the vibe. I know I am. I am here for the vibe. See, it's very popular. It's super cool. <laughs> Everyone says it. And so, yeah, please raise five stars. It helps out a lot. Yeah, and, and if you have a question, podcast at Nikki.Limo. Uh, no okay. question is too much. Well, some questions are too much. Okay, well, yeah, try to keep try to keep it try to keep it at a certain length. Yeah, and also, oh, we didn't put our disclaimer in the beginning, so hopefully you made it this far to hear our disclaimer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not complete we're not experts. experts. We're not experts at any of this. Uh, take this all with a grain of salt, please. Thank you. Uh, also, big shout out and thank you to our Patreons. Yes. Patreon.com slash sticky. There are bonus episodes there every month and as well as monthly live streams where we get to connect with everybody. Also, the Discord community is tight. Tight. They're, so dope. Like if you have a problem, like they are so cool at like helping you through it. And also we see everyone's okay. pets on there, which is pretty fun. I love that. <laughs> That's super fun. Sometimes they're wearing little 
top hats or something. It's exciting. There's a guy there with a lizard. There's yeah, he has he works with a lot of yeah exciting and, and there's a a knitting community or sorry a crocheting community and I have seen. they made uh, recently and I think I'm gonna join them. I'm gonna make my own. Um, they made a cat bed out of yarn like there's like a cat sofa i saw it i want it's insane i need to make it now it shouldn't happen i have decided i need to make it should it be banned i'm gonna ban it from our discord it's too adorable be, it's too too cute all right well anyway that's that and thanks for listening we love you we love you goodbye Bye. today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.